Hello, and welcome to the Twist My Arm podcast. My name is Josh, and I'm the host and creator of the Twist My Arm Network. Here at the TMA Network, we're always looking to twist your arm into something new, and we do that by featuring small local businesses and artists from around not only Colorado, but the country. Uh, Like us on all of your social media outlets by searching for Twist My Arm. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those places. And you can get updates on all of our new shows and upcoming episodes by visiting www.twistmyarmpodcast.com. This month's episode is a kind of a bit of a new year, new me show, kinda. Uh, Take that with a grain of salt, but... We have three really amazing businesses from around Colorado on today, um, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna delay it much anymore. We're gonna start the show off uh, with Mr. Morgan. He's the owner of Flight Co. Brewing. Brewing. Uh, this is a really fun interview, and I absolutely can't wait to go check out Flight Co. Um, they're a unique little brewery um, with a plane inside. It's it's crazy, but I'll let Morgan tell you all about it. Um, thank you all for listening to the Twist of My Arm podcast. Tell, tell us a little bit just about Flight Co. Like, how did you guys come about? What what started the business? Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of an origin story, ours is, you know, somewhat commonplace. Um, Eric and Jason, uh, my two business partners, met in college at CU Boulder. Um, Eric got a beer kit for his 21st birthday and they made some really, really bad beer. <laughs> um, but as a couple of college kids, they, uh, realized, hold a set, hold on a second. Like we made this, we didn't have to go out and buy it. Um, we made alcohol, like, this is really cool. We should do this again. Right. Um, and then with their various backgrounds, Jason is a chemical engineer and Eric is an aerospace systems engineer. And so their two minds together, uh, Jason was figuring out the recipe development side, um, understanding the ingredients, how to extract the flavors that he was looking for. Uh, whereas then Eric on the mechanical side, um, was building devices, temperature control chambers, um, ways in which to help Jason extract the flavors that he was looking for. So hit target temperatures and hold them control fermentation in ways that you know, new brewers don't necessarily get into right away. Right. And so um, you guys did, you guys do everything literally from scratch then, even with the equipment and stuff, you guys built all that stuff from the ground. So up. that was not, not, no boy. No, no, no. Okay. Not okay. Anymore. Not anymore. Okay, I was going to say uh, that's we're, crazy. <laughs> we're in, yeah. Oh God. No, uh, we are in, yeah, we're in origin story here. So fast okay. forward, yeah, fast no. forward a couple, a couple years and, uh, Eric graduates, um, goes to work for Boeing as an aerospace engineer, Jason, graduates as a chemical engineer goes to work in oil and gas as a consultant. Um, Eric then quits his job in Seattle, moves back and happens to move into the house right next to me as I'm moving in the Highlands here in Denver. Okay. Um, just, just North of the, just North of the stadium there. Um, and so, you know, we, we became fast friends, bonded over a lot of, a lot of common interests. Um, and we were at that time in our lives, I think, you know, we were 25 where, you know, the best, best thing around was to throw a big party and invite your friends over. Right. Um, and I was bartending downtown at the time. So I would, I would invite everyone I knew. I'd always somehow magically talk one of the chefs at whatever restaurant that I was working at, uh, to come cater the party for us, you know, Hey man, it's going to be a good time. Let's do this. Um, so we'd stay up all night the night before making ridiculous amounts of food, you know, whether it was, I think one year we smoked like 50 pounds of pork, butt. Oh man, that's um, awesome. 
<laughs> no, just 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 having a good time. And then Eric and Jason would brew all of the beer. Um, you know, and so then all of our friends would show up. And I mean, I think the the biggest one we had, we had over 150 people in the backyard. We had 50 gallons of homebrew, like 50 pounds of pork butt. I mean, it was just over the top. Just um, amazing had, parties. That sounds <laughs> yeah, and, it, and we did it literally awesome. literally just just for that. Like it was sure. we want to be the guys that throw the best parties in our backyard just because. I mean, right. we, we we put a big tarp over a climbing rope that we strung from the peak of the roof of the house to the peak of the roof of the garage in the back alley, tented the entire backyard. So, you know, summer rainstorm rolls through and the party continues on uh, without skipping a beat. We had a we had a professional comedian come do stand up. We had a lip sync competition. I mean, it was just it was a riot. <laughs> That's awesome. dude. Um, with, with absolutely zero intention of starting a business. I was going to um, say, so you guys like. You guys did the business thing before you even had the idea of doing a business thing. It was just a community thing. It was, it was, yeah. you know, hey, let's get together with our friends and have a blast. And you know, we didn't even we didn't make people pay cover. You know, there was a donation jar sitting on top of the uh, on top of the kegerator for the beer. It was like, hey, if you enjoyed the beer, like, throw some money in so we can afford to make more. Right. Because um, we were buying all the ingredients. I mean, we were we were you know milling our grain by hand with a. Yeah. Grain mill that was powered by a you know Dewalt <laughs> power power drill. You know we're we're brewing in sandals in the backyard, like it, you know whatever. <laughs> so a um, couple of those parties go by, and the reactions to the beer were just overwhelmingly positive. Like, hey man, I I would buy this beer. Like, can I can I get this anywhere? Sure. Um, and so that that kind of naturally turned into Eric and I sitting down and one one night and being like why don't we write a business plan Let's just see what happens and so we wrote a business plan and then we wrote another business plan um and uh we tweaked it and edited it and we started looking at uh potentially potential locations potential investors and kind of over the course of you know it took five years to learn all of that from fully uh you know creating our business plan to something that was viable all the way up into being able to actually understand how to find and court, you know, prospective investors, how to right. actually close on a, on a deal to find a location. And that, that's um, a hard thing too. Um, do you, did any of you have any sort of business background beforehand? No, no, no. So uh, that, that had to have taken a while Eric, then, as far as. Yeah. I mean, Eric, Eric worked for a couple of startups uh, when he first moved back to Denver. Uh, my father is a general contractor in California. So I, mean, I, I grew up in a household of, of someone, you know, that owned their own business. All of his brothers, my uncles are entrepreneurs. Um, right. Jason's father, father owns his own business up in South Dakota. So, was, I mean, it was something that we were all exposed to, I think, in our lives, which was probably a predisposition for that, that entrepreneurial mindset. Right. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, that's why it took five years. It doesn't normally take that long to start a company. No, but, but I feel <laughs> that's, like, but it's good though. You put a lot of thought into it and you wanted to keep tweaking it to get to that, that perfect spot for your, for where you felt comfortable to go in that right direction. You know, I, 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 yes, yes. And no, I, I, I wish that were the case. Um, really it's trial and error is, yeah. is it better. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and basically, you know, with more error than, than trial. Right. <laughs> you, you know, you, when you're, when you're first getting started, you make a lot of mistakes. Um, you don't move as fast as you, as you want to, um, learning the, the thing takes, takes a lot of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of false starts, you know, securing money for a startup is, is incredibly difficult. Um, Absolutely. And, 
so you know i mean it's yeah it, it, it is it is that long drawn out process i think you know looking back I'm, I'm not quite sure how we actually got it to come together other than you know a lot of stubbornness sure. um i always i always say that you know you have to have the a good idea uh you know goes a long way but you also have to be stupid enough to see it through <laughs> absolutely that's you know that's that's a good point right there i like that yeah me that's, too. A, that's a good thing for everyone on this podcast network too. That's that's a good piece of advice. I, I, I don't I don't I don't mean that sarcastically. I no, mean, I'm I'm no. I'm being completely serious yeah. too. Like you have to actually follow those like dreams, no matter how hard it gets and how like ridiculous things seem to be. You still just have to be like like you said, stubborn and stupid enough to be like, no, screw you. I'm I'm gonna do right. This. Yeah, like you know what? It's this this yeah. On paper, this might be a bad idea, but I think we're gonna do it. I mean. You know, quitting. We all had uh, very successful careers in our in our personal lives, yeah. Um, and we all quit that um, to you know take out a giant loan, uh, sign a you know ten year lease, uh, and start a, a brewery in the most competitive brewing market in the country. I mean, what's stupider than that? <laughs> <laughs> but it seems to have done fairly well for you. Yeah, um, I'm I'm very uh, very excited um, both in what we've accomplished so far and uh, and kind of the track um, to where we're going. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, a, a big feather in anyone's cap um, having these kind of conversations today is, hey, you know, we survived 2020. We got through that year. We innovated. Uh, we adapted. Um, we did the things that were necessary to survive. And uh, we are we are very poised uh, for growth in 2021 as things, you know, fingers crossed, hopefully start to return to normal here sometime soon. Right. And I mean, yeah, like you said, fingers crossed. I'm really <laughs> I'm really itching to go anywhere at this point. So. Right. But oh, you yeah. guys you guys are still open right now. Yeah. So we actually uh, in all of 2020, we closed for two days. Oh, wow um fully we were we were shut down in a variety of different shutdowns from to go business only to outdoor dining only to restricted uh indoor capacity indoor dining which is is where we are currently um we had one uh covid scare with an exposure Ooh. a known exposure that caused us to close for a couple days to get all of the employees tested yeah. that had been exposed but then we've been very fortunate um, in, in mitigating our, our exposures since then. Um, and, you know, through a variety, most a lot of luck and then a lot of uh, diligent planning and, and kind of right. execution on those safety protocols. Yeah. Um, and then, so where are you guys located? I'm on your website right now, Flightco Craft Brewing, Denver. Um, let me just read a little bit here. Flightco Brewing is a family-friendly Tennyson establishment that facilitates friendship, adventure, and the satisfaction of life without limits. A neighborhood home to carefully honed and heart heartily celebrated ales, we strive to create a welcoming and community-oriented atmosphere for all who enter our doors. That is very inviting for people that are looking for a nice new brewery right. to go to um <laughs> thank you thank you our like for uh, real <laughs> our good our good buddy andy who wrote that copy would uh would be blushing if he, if he knew <laughs> singing, singing his praises um yeah so we're on the corner of 38th and tennyson okay in, uh, what's what's called the berkeley regis neighborhood um or more commonly known as just tennyson street right you're right I'm over by there. the tennyson tap then 
basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Actually, yeah. we're on the same side of 38th, just on yeah. the op, uh, just a little bit further west on on yeah. 38th there. Very so, familiar and, uh, with those guys. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And then, uh, so as far as going to that location, what was the major like selling point of that, or like what pushed you in that direction? Well, so you know, when I go back to our roots, right, of of being this this you know backyard parties with friends and really just bringing people together for a good time, we we really wanted to emphasize building community ever anywhere we ended up, okay. um, and so entering a somewhat established community that had a lot of growth, uh, still had, you know, continued growth potential is, is what we were looking for. Um, we really hit the jackpot with that, uh, Tennyson neighborhood. Absolutely. Um, and that, that neighborhood is growing so much yeah. too. That- yeah, it has, and it continues, you know, you hope that there's, uh, some preservation of yeah. the original feel of that, of that neighborhood, but there, yeah. there's a, there's a good fight out there right now to make sure that that happens. For sure. I love that neighborhood. Yeah, it's um, awesome. And I mean, that that's a, a brilliant place to do that. Were you looking at any other locations before you landed so, on that one? Yeah. Um, originally, we had looked up in Broomfield near uh, the Metro Airport. Um, okay. So the airport there on Wadsworth and, and 36. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had looked at a spot in the Arista development there. Um, so right by the First Bank Center. Okay. Um and really, I mean, orig- the original thought there was proximity to the airport. So we have a, a, you know incredibly strong aviation theme and background. Both Eric and Jason are pilots. My father or my grandfather and uncle are pilots. Um, we donate 10% of our profits to the future of aviation through local and national scholarships. Nice. So this that's is awesome. something that's that awesome. And that's been part of our mission since before we even opened our doors. We sat down and decided that we wanted we wanted to support that future. Um, and it's and very sure that, prevalent in the way that your location is set up. I mean, you have a oh, giant, yeah, yeah. you have a, like a plane in the middle of your building. Yeah. Yeah. Big, <laughs> I, uh, I love that big, design. Yeah. By the big, way, Morgan. Big, fusel, big fuselage yeah. in there. Yeah. Replicate. Um, it's about one-to-one scale of a 737 fuselage. So it kind of provides that custom, custom first class cabin seating feel almost, yeah. uh, you know, Pan Am golden era of aviation. Yeah. Ride. Um, but yeah, so originally we were going to go up in our, in, into Arista. Um, that was, that was at the time where we were incredibly slow moving in our, our deal making abilities. Hmm. Um, and I think fortunately, uh, that deal ended up following, falling through because then we were able to find the location that we're in today. Right. And, um, and I mean, Broomfield is nice and all, but I feel like that's kind of a certain niche of, of customer base over there. And I think yeah, I mean, like you know, Tennyson is just so much, like you said, more community yeah, driven I over there. Yeah. Well, we're fortunate in the sense that we have the aviation theme that, that is is That's frankly true. such a unifier. I mean, yeah. your your average degrees uh, of separation from the aviation industry are you know zero to one. Anybody <laughs> who walks in those doors goes, oh, you know who worked in aviation? My mom, my uncle, my aunt, like my grandfather flew in the war. Or right. there's there is every single person that walks in that door says, oh my gosh. I know who would really enjoy this place. Right. Um, and so, you know, that was something that we planned, but I think very much underestimated how how cool that would be to really bring together the aviation community like that. For sure. And then you're also bringing together not just the aviation, but then on Tennyson, you've got like the Tennyson Tap is right there. There are so many different kinds of bands that go through there. And that, yeah, yeah. that area just has so many like different... Then the style of people, the, you know, the, the history of that area too. Yeah, it's it's awesome. Yeah, so, so yeah, we're we're right across the street from the original location of Elish Gardens. Yeah, 
Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> it was a zoo uh, back in the late 1800s. Yeah. Our building was constructed in 1890 and housed the power plant for the West End electric rail car. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, we had we had big coal, coal-fired electric dynamos in there at one point. Um, so, the history so yeah, of that building of is very – and did you get to preserve a lot of, like, what's inside the building and stuff? Do you use any of the old kind of things? Oh, man. <laughs> I wish. I wish. Yeah. So – um, it was originally constructed in 1890, um, mm-hmm. and then was a power plant, I think for about 10, 12 years. Um, and then after that you was used for all different kinds of things. Uh, we, we got a chance to meet with the local historical society and kind of walk through the history of the building with them. Um, and so, I mean, at any given time it was, or over the, over, I said a period of time, it was, um, a garrison for the national guard. It was a ballroom. It was. Oh, I think they said it was like a basketball court for the oh, local wow. rec league. Oh, I mean, it's just, it was a large, everything. <laughs> it was a large building in the community. So it was used. Um, but then in, in, I think it was 1945 or 46, it was purchased um, by a family and it was uh, the Merkel family. And it was Merkel's automotive uh, for 76 years. Oh, wow. um, it was wow. a, so it was a, yeah, so it was an automotive uh, repair shop for 76 years. Wow. Um, and then that family ended up selling it i think to another family stayed under the same same name and then uh eventually fell into the hands of the developer that we leased the space from um however i would like to add that we're we feel very fortunate that our developer uh van west did did such a good job of preserving the integrity of the the overall building and so i mean there's still as many of those original touches both inside and out as you know current health and safety can can allow yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's a beautifully preserved, but updated, uh, version of, of itself. Yeah. Very cool. Very yeah. Cool. It looked really, uh, different the first time I walked through there. Remember when you're like, oh, yeah. cause, uh, Morgan used to be, uh, used to work with me. So he's like, yeah, come over and see the building. This is, and then you could see the whole vision where he's like, this is where we're going to have this, this, and this. And it was really cool to go back for the the soft opening and uh and go see what it had become and your guys' vision coming yeah how, that how is parts come from then heck yeah that that is a fun transformative process and it definitely takes a lot of um a lot of imagination because yeah when right <laughs> i think when i think the i don't know if Evan, were the floors dug up at the point that I, yeah. I brought you in? Yeah. yeah. So you're in this, so you're in this 1890s building that hasn't been painted in probably 60 years. There's like oil stains and, you know, car exhaust stains up the walls, oh, man. There's dim flickering lights. And then there's just mounds of dirt, you know, Jeez. I mean, it just, it looks, it looks like, wow, like somebody probably buried a bunch of bodies in here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Um, and, and then, you know, to show your friend that and be like, yeah, this is going to be my bar, man. Nah, but I, I loved it because you, you just <laughs> had this awesome excitement, like genuine excitement and vision for everything. And I admired that. I was like, man, this is going to, if, if everything goes to plan, this is going to be really cool. And it kind of sticks yeah. to the, sticks true to the whole, see it through, even if it seems really stupid kind of thing. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to talk yourself into it and <laughs> yeah. along the way. You like know? giving I mean, a tour like that, you're like, yeah, no, the floor's gone, but like I'm I'm telling you, man, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be great. It like <laughs> I, I I can remember I can remember when we were still in the fundraising stage. We had we had secured the lease. We were uh, already 
uh, underway with our permit process, but we were closing out our, our last r- uh, round of funding yeah. uh, to get to get the get the whole project underway. And uh, we brought a prospective investor by with some samples of our beer, which was homebrew at uh-huh. that time. So uh-huh. they're in they're in like flip top bottles you can buy at the grocery <laughs> store. Yeah, yeah. There's no you know there's there's no labels, there's no cans, there's no legitimate. And here we are in this dimly lit garage with the <laughs> flickering lights and the oil stains on the ground. <laughs> trying to paint the picture for this guy and he's just and I, to this day i have no idea why he went home and, and responded to our email and said you know what I'm, I'm i'm in i'll have a check in the mail tomorrow that's awesome <laughs> that's great though i mean that that's a that's a testament to like what you what your guys's vision was like he had to have been sold on it right you know? and like, just believing I, yeah with how I mean, the genuine excitement because when i walked yeah. in there with you you were just like yeah ev i'm super stoked this is where this that that yeah. and we're gonna have this and i think i remember when you were told me telling me about the airplane design and i was like i wonder how he's gonna do this because <laughs> at the time like you said it was like dirt and everything i was like but this is gonna be really cool for yeah we, sure. we, we we really lucked out we um and the we countertops found were cool too oh yeah no he, he he did a great job we really lucked out we found an architect rob forceland with uh cord design studio that uh he is a he is a pilot and an aviation enthusiast. I mean, this guy lives in Breeze. He he loves going to the Reno Air Races every year. Um, and so we were able to find someone that truly shared our vision for the space. And I mean, you know, he he came to us with the design for the fuselage nice. and and pitched it. And it, you know, by by no means was it a, an inexpensive design feature. Right. And you know, here we are trying to figure out what we need to spend to, to get this place open. And we, you know, took it under advisement. Thanks, Rob. And, you know, we had a, a, a meeting that night. And do you guys want to go for this? Like, this thing is really expensive. You know, yeah, I think it's going to set us apart. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be, you know, kind of the calling card of the of the location. All right. All right. Let's do it. So we go back to Rob. Hey, Rob, we're going to we're going to move forward with the fuselage. And his eyes light up. He goes, <laughs> you're going to let me build that. <laughs> like it was just, it was so cool to find someone that, that was so, like, involved. so much. Yeah. And so much on the same page as we were, like yeah. he cared about the same things we cared about. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. He was just like super pumped. So then, yeah, I think that's one thing that does set you guys apart and is a cool, unique yeah. aspect of the, go to the bar with a plane in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. Well, and I mean, that's so, you know, our whole model is, is to be that experiential tap room. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's tough to compete for shelf space in liquor stores. Um, I mean, we do distribute now um, because of, because of the pandemic, like we've right. started putting our stuff in cans to try to, you know, get it out there more. Um, but once this all blows over, we're going to get back to our roots, which is delivering a, a premium taproom experience through you know excellent customer service and a really a vibe and a feel that you you can't get elsewhere. You walk in and you could be nowhere else but Flightco. And uh, it's it is unmistakable. Yeah, and you and so you guys can actually have a little bit of capacity right now, right? So you should probably use that that motto that uh, Shaun of the we're Dead fortunate. motto. Yeah, we're fortunate. <laughs> our our occupancy is 160, so 25 percent. That's us pretty is, good is 40 people inside, which, you know, I mean, it's, it's not where we want to be, uh, but man, do we feel fortunate, uh, to be able to do that right now. And, and I'm going to start promoting it as let's all go to flight co get a pint and wait for this whole thing to blow over. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and I want to, I want to talk about the, the beers too, a little bit. Oh, um, you guys, you guys have, it looks like just a bunch of stuff on tap and do you guys, uh, brew all of the beer that's featured on your website? 
Yeah, so everything is brewed on site except for our rotating gluten-free tap that we typically buy from Holiday Brewing in Golden, Colorado. Okay. Um, and so they they have the... That's going to be a little the, bit harder to make, I'm sure. Yeah, they, they have an entirely gluten-free facility, and they, mm. they have really nailed that process down. So we would rather support another local business instead Absolutely. of trying, trying to figure out how to make that on our own. Um, but yeah, everything else is made in-house. Um, we focus on, mostly on American-style ales, um, which is an incredibly broad category. <laughs> Um, yeah, but still, but then, it's, it's broad, but it's not, you know. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, we'll always we'll always have a good amber on tap. Um, we like to have a couple of IPAs. One of our one of our most popular, um, our fog fogged out hazy IPA. Um, you'll you'll typically find that there. Uh, our guava pale ale, um, oh my guava, uh, is another mainstay. <laughs> that one, that um, one's really good. Yeah, so I've it's a it's a traditional American pale. Um, you know, has a nice uh, malt backbone, a little bit of malt sweetness that plays well um, with the organic guava puree and the citra hops used. So, you know, really focusing on balance and drinkability in, in almost all of our beers rather than um, reinventing the wheel. Sure. Um, we do some fun, creative stuff, too. We have a barrel aging program. Um, I think the beginning of our conversation, uh, I started telling you guys we're doing I collaboration series with our neighbor Destig. I was just going to ask about the uh, I'm, I'm reading your beers and I have a gluttony beer here. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of the heart of the, the brewing industry is is being collaborative with your neighbors. And so we're fortunate enough to be one of seven breweries within about a two mile stretch. Um, and so we're always reaching out to our neighbors and finding fun projects to work on with them. Uh, this This particular series has been one of the most fun where we're in the process of brewing and releasing uh, the seven deadly sins with this <laughs> distig brewing. Um, we're on our, we're on our fourth release um, that came out this week, gluttony. Okay. Uh, and uh, gluttony is a rum barrel aged pumpkin porter uh, with Madagascar vanilla beans, uh, lactose or milk sugar um, and coconut. And Sounds amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. I mean, that's, it's an interesting up to its name. Huh. I, I definitely need this in my life soon. Yeah, we need to go check that out. What's uh, can you give us a little preview of the next one you um, got working on? Or yeah, so let me. I don't want to spoil anything. No, no, but... that's okay. Let me let me, uh, let me pull up the release calendar here so I can make sure to get it right. Um, you got what? What are the seven deadly sins anyway? Oh, yeah. what's in the box? I know. I'm <laughs> trying to think of seven. No, it's, uh, oh gosh, no, that was a pride. Um, pride was pride, gluttony, lust, envy, and greed. Um, wrath, Van was it like vanity too? Vanity is um, sloth. Yeah, sloth and yeah. sloth. Lust, yeah. gluttony, greed, sloth, yeah. wrath, envy, pride. Okay, yeah. thanks, Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> Cool. So let's see here. Sloth is coming out February 1st. Okay. Um, nice. I'm fairly comp. I don't know exactly how we're going to uh, flavor it, but sloth will be a hard seltzer. Ooh. Okay. That that's something real, I'm into. It's, it's real lazy <laughs> making those. That's just, that's just sugar water. And, yeah. and you know, that, that um, makes a lot of sense actually. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's not a lot of, uh, not a lot of talent going into making that. So that is, that is sloth. Uh, Lust will be released on February 14th. 
No oh, for just in time for Valentine's Day. For lust. Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. L- lust is a um, red wine barrel aged uh, Goza. Okay. Which is a mildly tart uh, kettle sour. Um, nice. And then that, that, that one will be uh, bright red with um, rose hips and hibiscus. Awesome. And so the other bar, what's the other brewery that you're working with on that? Uh, Destigue, which is. Yeah, it means in the alley, and they are quite literally in, in the, the alley, alley. Okay. on uh, on Tennyson. Almost, they're in between Forty Third and Forty Fourth okay. on Tennyson, but in the alley. So kind of like behind ah. the behind the the Thai restaurant there. And, and yeah. are they doing yeah, kind of the same thing? They're making their own their own brew for each deadly sin. Yeah. So good good question. Um, so as a collaboration, um, we brew all of them together. And so oh, okay. we'll either brew one at our place or at their place. Okay. Um, so uh, Gluttony was made at our place. We had a pumpkin porter out a few months ago. We pulled a little bit of, the, of that out of the tank and put it into a rum barrel to age and then add those additional flavors. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> wrath uh, was done at their place. Greed was done at their place. Um, so, yeah, we just kind of go back and forth cool. with it. Um, nice. The real... The real fun part about this project, I mean, obviously, besides just, you know, hanging out and making beer with your neighbors. Right. Um, is we're going to release a, uh, a vertical of the bottles at the end. So with the release of the final, the seventh sin, uh, we will also, we've held in reserve a little bit of each one of the beers we've made so far. Um, awesome. And so we will be bottling all of those and then we're releasing what's called a vertical. So one of every uh, beer in the series, That's so you'll get awesome. seven pack. Heck That's yeah. awesome, man! Are gonna, is it going to have an, their own little design on each bottle as well? Yeah, yes. Yeah, I'm, so I'm a big a, collector a... on things like that, and I love having you know what I mean, different things. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. we, um, yeah, we worked with a local artist, and she has a really cool label design for us that'll have um, it'll be a single label, but then a way to signify which sin which one it is. It, okay, it is. Um, yeah. And then we're working on some custom carriers uh that we're going to make for the the set as well um, that's awesome so i mean you know yeah. at, the the, at the end of the day you just you want to have fun with what you're doing absolutely um, well that and then know, better to better to do it with friends that it sounds cool because it's like a limited edition there where you get right. the collectibles like what josh was saying right yeah yeah you know and it's you know we, we definitely want to try to tap into that that exclusive rare beer bottle release culture um right. well, a lot of it's a learning process for for us and at the end of the day, like, man, it's, it's been a lot of fun. I look forward to each one of these beers coming out because they are just, they're so unique. They're so experimental. We made Pride, which was a, a Marzen that we um, soured with a sourdough yeast starter. So rather than fermenting it with beer yeast, we fermented it with sourdough yeast. Okay. That's awesome. Um, How did that end up? Was it, I mean, I, the, I guess I've never tried that anything the best, like that. That was the best beer in the series, in okay. my opinion. Nice, and it had no reason being good. Like we thought it was, <laughs> we thought it was going to be drain worthy. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, before we before we end this conversation, I, I want to thank you so much for coming on. Um, I also want to ask you, for anyone that's going down to Flight Co, um, what would you say would be the top three brews that people should should try out when they go to Flight Co? Oh man, um, you know we have a uh, we have a Mexican lager in cans right now, Aero Mexico, um, that honestly is just crushable. Uh, okay, I have, I have really really been enjoying that beer. Um, 
So that one is is really high on my list right now. Um, I think uh, the mainstay, the guava pale ale, okay. um, is just something you can never go wrong with. Oh my guava! <laughs> oh my uh, guava! <laughs> and then uh, kind of a sneaky one on there is uh, Newton's Raspberry, um, which was a collaboration we did with Gravity Brewing up in uh, Louisville. Okay. And uh, it's a raspberry sour brown ale, hmm. um, and Sounds it awesome. is phenomenal uh tons of uh fresh raspberry on the nose and up front uh nice and tart not not overly sour right Uh, but the the brown um gives it that nice like almost like cookie biscuit malty finish um to where it's it's you know kind of drinks like raspberry pie i mean it's okay it's it's yeah it's a it's a hidden secret on that menu you know a lot of people see brown ale and it's it's not very glamorous but um that's that's been one of my favorites all right, so nice. oh my guava, Newton's raspberry, and Aero Mexico, the yep. the cans. So and it looks like six pack of uh, some home brewed cans is only thirteen bucks. So it's not too bad at all. Not yeah, yeah, we're shy. we're uh, we're actually very competitive with liquor stores. So you, yeah. you get craft yeah. beer six packs for thirteen bucks. Um, we're we're trying to to stay with the, with the competition out there. Absolutely, Evan. Was in there price, anything else in price? We're trying to exceed in quality. Right there, you go. There you go. Yeah. Evan, was there anything else that you wanted to ask Morgan? Um, no, man, that's pretty much it. Cool. We've covered everything that I was had covered. Yeah, I mean, as you can tell, I could, I could, I could talk about this all day. It's, no, man, it's you know, it's wonderful. It's it's. It was great to hear the whole origin story of like how I, I that, really enjoyed that. I really like oh, where yeah. you guys came from. That home homegrown. One one know, last business. thing. Is, oh yeah. Uh, if you wanted to try it. A few of them, like like you said, they have the pick four tasters. Oh, so yeah. Can, oh yeah, you can. And, uh, yeah, so so we we would, uh, <laughs> yeah, we would have missed an opportunity if Flight Code did not offer and promote flights. So <laughs> we uh, we very much encourage you to order a flight when you get there. Um, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with the uh, presentation on a custom flight tray that we make ourselves, um, and very much in keeping with the aviation theme. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, anyone can go to flightco.com, flightco.beer.com. Uh, yeah, flightco, flightco.beer, F-L-Y-T-E-C-O dot beer. Yeah, and then um, are there any – you want to give out like some some of your social medias and stuff that people can follow you on uh, or anything yep. like that? Everything, everything is at Flightco Brewing, F-L-Y-T-E-C-O, and then brewing. Um, and that's for Instagram and for Facebook. Uh, and then there's a link on the website to sign up for our newsletter as well. We sign send out about one a week or so, um, just with current deals, promotions, beer releases, exclusives like that Seven Deadly Sin series that we were talking about. Um, we're also relaunching our live music and live entertainment schedule um, now that we're back open inside. So live music every Friday. Uh, we have trivia every Tuesday. Um, comedy is going to come back soon. Uh, we we did have comedy every other Wednesday. Uh, so we're working working with those organizers at um, Rotating Tap Comedy to bring that back, nice. and then working on a bingo night for oh, Thursday. Hell yes, heck yeah! So so everyone go check out flightco.beer and yes, uh, look sir. for yep. Flightco on get, all of your social medias. Yeah, and get all your uh, to go beer and all your Flightco gear. Absolutely. I can't can't wait for uh, us to be able to do this in person over a beer. Yeah, 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 for point. sure. I will. Uh, I will definitely be heading down to Flightco here soon. I know my girlfriend loves her beer, so yeah. I'll definitely go down there and check it out. I want to thank you, Morgan. 
Yeah, and I want to thank you so much again for coming on and, and talking to us about Flightco. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. So, I uh, really, yeah. really appreciate you taking the time and, and spotlighting these these local businesses, ours and and others. Um, you know, we uh, we're surviving, but you know, I'm I'm sure I speak for all of the small business owners when I say that continue to come out and support us because you are the reason that, that we're getting through this and, and you are the reason we will continue to get through this. Absolutely. Um, cool. Well, thank you again so much. Uh, we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back with our... That was great and I cannot wait to visit Flightco Brewing. Uh, make sure to give them a visit and like them on social media by searching for Flightco, F-L-Y-T-E-C-O, Brewing. Uh, up next, we have Jason and Michelle from Sela Organics Natural Healing and Wellness. They specialize in natural medicine that I am very interested in. Um, I won't go too much into it. I'll just let Jason and Michelle tell you all about it. So without further ado, here it is, Jason and Michelle from Sela Organics. Let's just talk a little bit about Salo Organics. Like, where did you guys come from? How did you How did you start? Like, where did you get the idea, first of all, to to start doing Salo Organics? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, it actually all it, you know. I I started hand making products back in uh, two thousand and nine um, as a medical marijuana caregiver. Um, one of the things that I noticed with my patients, um, as a medical marijuana caregiver was that, you know, um, certain people with certain, certain situations needed to go a little bit above and beyond what, um, just like a marijuana flower or, um, a tincture actually accomplished. And so my goal with that was to make something that contained organic herbs and essential oils in addition to extracts that went a little bit above and beyond um, what I was experiencing. So as a uh, medical marijuana caregiver, I had a couple of different grow rooms. And part of this thing was like I had access to whatever it is that I wanted um, but for myself, having been in a motorcycle accident in 2004, which is how all of this kind of came to be, um, I needed something for myself personally that was going to go in above and beyond um, what it is that I had access to. Sure, sure. So, so, so yeah. I guess for, first of all, we, we should start off. Um, Salo Organics is, is a CBD um, natural healing and wellness um, company. Um, you guys specialize basically in all CBD products, right? Um, you know what? We have CBD products and we also have non-CBD products. Um, but our main focus is natural healing and wellness. And so we believe that there's kind of a full circle that's incorporated into that. CBD is a very big part of that and hemp extracts and topicals. Sure, sure. Um, and then like, gosh, I have some of... What do I say? I still have some of your salve, I think, some of the salve, and it really helps with my shoulders. Um, I, I was also in a little bit of an accident myself, and it really does help with that. Did Is that kind of what got you really started in that, was like you just really needed something different for, for what you were experiencing after your motorcycle accident? 
Absolutely. So really, really, Josh, what, what it was, man, is that um, when I was going through this process of healing and restoration, you know, the doctors were prescribing to me, um, you know, muscle relaxers and painkillers um, and all of these different things. And after doing a little bit of research, I noticed that those ingredients themselves uh, produce toxins in the body. Toxins cause inflammation buildup. And ultimately, um, it's kind of counterproductive to pain management, even though it may work for a short term, you know, a short term, um, but long term sustainability, um, that wasn't something that was going to work. And so after doing that research, I kind of reverse engineered the pain process. Um, I noticed that most bodily pain is due to inflammation, um, poor circulation and toxin buildup. So we designed the the pain salve, the organic pain salve, to work by kind of counteracting that to break up toxins, improve circulation, and ultimately reduce inflammation. Interesting. So that that kind of is what would set you guys apart from maybe some of the, you know, bigger industry or like I don't know the bigger companies that that make those lotions and stuff. Because I feel like I feel like a lot of those other lotions are just. You know, they're like, oh, we're going to throw some CBD in this and it, it should help maybe, but it seems like you guys have actually taken that extra care to make sure that it's helping with, with other things other than just, you know, getting, I like to reference it as getting that spot high when you're putting a lotion on there because that's kind of all you're doing. But, but to me, Selah is doing more, more than just that. Absolutely. So, you know, um, one of the things that you know that I noticed, and I, I think I think that we can all relate to this, is that hemp products, um, marijuana products, can be very very expensive. And so, for me as a chronic pain patient, um, I could not afford. Okay, first and foremost, I wasn't able to work <laughs> due to the situation that I was going through, sure. and it's like I couldn't afford for that at the time, which really turned my heart towards compassion to people that were feeling that exact same thing that it is that I was going through where it's like, you know what, I can't afford this, but I want to make a good investment into my health. And having gone through um, different uh, different products myself that I was kind of like, again, a lot of them are intended to kind of mask the pain, but mm-hmm. never address the underlying conditions of what's causing the pain therefore it kind of keeps you just in this cycle where it's like you're barely able to manage it so um so yes we we do things a little bit differently at say organics and i'll tell you with the with the salve itself it starts with you know kind of a two-part you know a two-part infusion process where you have organic herbs that are infused into our carrier oil and then pressed out and then we make that in addition to CBD, essential oils, um, other beneficial ingredients, which are good for activating the CB1, CB2 receptors, but really target um, the source of most discomforting ailments. For and sure. so we yeah. wanted something to go beyond the surface. Word. Yeah, that I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. And again, that's, that's excellent because that's something that separates you guys from the the mass production of other companies um are you guys pretty pretty local do you guys source all of your all the products that you use locally um you know is as often as possible the answer is yes 
Um, however, there's certain, you know, organic herbs that come from specific regions of the world and happen to grow better there. Um, like, for instance, like a French lavender. Um, your your profile, your terpene profile, the, the smell profile is so much different when you grow it at a higher elevation um, versus just growing it anywhere. And so really what I've tried to do is source specifically from the best regions in the world where those plants are native to um, rather than trying to, you know, um, rather than trying to reinvent the wheel. Right. And, and it's and also just trying. Not just trying to get a cheap buck by getting the closest thing, you know, you, again, you're taking that extra time and care to, to make the best product you can make. Um, Absolutely. And, and to follow that up when, when it comes to the hemp extracts themselves, um, we do work with local farmers um, and they're all on small family farms. And so spent quite a great deal of time knowing, you know, having come out of the marijuana industry and growing and understanding that we understand from seed to finished product, what it is that's involved in a good quality extract. And so I've spent a lot of time finding the farmers that understand how to grow, how to harvest and how to cure properly, um, along with the proper genetics and the proper extraction techniques that produces really um, what it is that you're looking for in a good quality hemp extract. And we make all of our products from those hemp extracts. Heck yeah. Um, And then you you also have a business partner who happens to be my sister. And she's also with you on the call. Uh, Michelle, what what got you involved? Like what got you invested in this um, that that you wanted to to become a part of it? Because, you know, some, some... some girlfriends and wives and stuff are like, oh, you got your own business. Cool. I'm not going to deal with that. But what what made you want to come into this and, and really invest in it? Sure. Well, I think first and foremost, I um, came into it by marriage. And I think that it's great. It's a great product in general. So um, the fact that it helps people with pain and um Every, I mean, it, there's a lot of different things that it can help with. We can't claim any medical claims, but um, I mean, no, definitely, I, mean, yeah. <laughs> um, I just feel very honored to be a part of Selah because it um, it just helps people with certain ailments and things like that. And I'm just, I feel blessed just to be a part of it. So for sure, are there any specific things that you maybe use Selah Organics for? Yes. So, um, sometimes I'm a runner. I don't want to get too personal or anything, but you know, yeah, no, you're good. (laughs) So I run, um, you know, a couple times a week and I love to use it on my knees. Sometimes I get, um, aches, you know, I'm definitely not a spring chicken anymore. So (laughs) go to the gym and I'll use it on, um, you know, just kind of aches and sores and things like that. So aches and pains, but, um, it really helps. It just really helps to kind of ease and and take that pain away. So it's really good. Absolutely. It's really good. Um, yeah. What would you say is one of your favorite products? Well, I would have to say the healing salve, the pain healing salve <laughs> is one of my favorites also. Like you were just For mentioning sure. it earlier. Yeah, yeah. And I love it as well because um, there is – multiple 
there's multiple things that you can actually do with it. Yeah, and it seems um, like there's multiple levels too. There's a, a yeah. hundred milligram, two hundred and fifty milligram, five hundred milligram. Yeah, and it's the Humpex Plus um, pain salve, and it's you know the one that I like to use the most, and not that they're they're all good, and it just depends on your level of discomfort or disease. Right. Um, but it's usually the two fifty or the five hundred. So sure, definitely. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else? What else did I have here? Um, so you guys are all, you guys are basically all online for the most part. Um, you did just open up a store this year, though. I mean, it's kind of a what, what a worst time to open up a store, I guess. But <laughs> it seems like <laughs> it's it's still there, right? You guys are still running it and everything. Yes. Yeah, so um, we have children and. Um, during COVID, the girls were at home, you know, with the online school. And so I, I was staying home with the girls while Jason was working at the shop. And so it's still there. Um, you know, not a lot of foot traffic, but I would say definitely a lot of online business still. But during this now, um, what would you call it, where they lowered the level, I think we're at a level orange now. It just seems like there's more... Um, people that want to come out and you know venture back out we've had a lot more people foot traffic in the store so that's awesome. it's definitely been you know last year was a little bit of a challenge for everybody but for sure i think that um you know we definitely have a product that there's a lot of people that um need it and they want it and they know that and so they're going to come back and yeah. buy it because they just enjoy our products, which is really nice. So uh, we've done a lot of our sales on word of mouth, which is really good. Um, it's really funny how some of the stories that we hear from people that are even are from different, you know, states and yeah. they, they're related or they're friends. And then they're like, oh, we use this product and it's really good. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that's the one that we use. And it's just <laughs> funny. We hear that a lot. And so um, word of mouth is definitely our biggest um, advertisement so and Absolutely. it just it speaks for itself for sure I think you just have to try it to really know like how, how well it works for you so well I mean the comments definitely speak for themselves you guys have a, a good amount of reviews and stuff just on the on the salve itself um, and that's always good to see that that people are, are really really using it you know especially in this day and age because like you guys are saying um, marijuana and, and hemp extracts and all that stuff are really good for not just getting high. You can use it for so many other things. And absolutely, I think you guys are, are really doing a good job of, of showing that and showing, especially, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe some of the more family oriented people that are like, Oh, I don't want to go to a dingy dispensary and get my nerves right. salve. You know, I can, I can go yep. to Salo Organics and go to this nice, <laughs> nice little place and get, get that some was things, important so. to us as well. That was important to us to have to make it not feel like a dispensary because there's a lot of people that can shy away from that. And so it was important for us to have that feel just a welcoming storefront. You know, it kind of has it's more of an apothecary feel. We really like it. Right. Um, so. I'd say I'd say secondary to that, and uh, one of one of my main goals has always been to get a person the correct product. Um, as we know that, you know, in in this industry, you've got you've got so many different varieties, and not everyone 
is correct for every single person or every single situation. And so, um, one of, you know, one of my passions is really helping people to find the correct product, which not only it increases effectiveness, but it also decreases waste. Um, and so people, you know, you don't have to look 20 different places. I'm like, Hey, this is, this is the one that you're going to want to use. If you want to, you know, uh, double it up, you could do, you could add this product to kind of support it even more, but it's kind of, it's kind of one of the goals. And so whether, you know, um, a person's going into a dispensary or they're coming into sale organics, you know, I do believe that there's, there's benefits in both, but it's really understanding what it is that your end goal is. Um, which will determine, hey, which one's going to be what? What is the right product for you? Right, you know? and it's always an experimental process, right? Um, some somewhat, you know, some of it can be an experimental process, but I try to take some of the guesswork out. Where it's like, if we know what our goal is, we can point you in the direction. I'd say with like a ninety-five percent accuracy that this is going to be the right product if you want results. You know, if you, sure. mean, if you want good results. Well, and you we've know, also so. had um, people come in, and we've made things specifically for them, which is oh, nice. Wow. I feel like that's what sets us apart because we actually manufacture the product as well, Absolutely. and so we don't just get the product from, you know, different states or different companies. We actually make it ourselves and so i think that that helps when people understand that where we just we take a lot of pride in that and we make sure that our product is of the highest quality for that's, sure so that's really interesting and so by making a product specifically for someone does that mean someone could could go in there and potentially order something like that like hey i need something correct. very specific and you guys would be correct. able to whip that up yes correct Absolutely. That is really, really cool. That's a nice, nice feature. <laughs> I like that. Um, and so you guys are, right now you're based in Loveland. So you're in uh, Loveland on, it looks like 526 North Cleveland is where your storefront is. Yes, we are. Excellent. That's just downtown, right? Yep. Cool. Um, and then looks like... Um, saloorganics.com is going to be also a really good place to go. You can order anything off your website, correct? Absolutely. And we ship to all 50 states. Um, and we have some other really cool stuff on there, you know, for, for people that use products, um, frequently, we even have stuff like monthly subscriptions and other, other different ways to be able to save a little bit of money. That is really cool. That's excellent. Yeah. So, um, and, and everyone can follow you guys on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just search Sela Organics. That's right. Cool. So, yeah, anyone out there that's that's looking for any sort of alternative medicines to what, what you're using right now, maybe that you're prescribed from doctors, um, definitely check out Sela Organics. This was our New Year, New Me special episode. So, if you're looking into something new... Definitely, definitely check them out. Is there anything else that you guys would like to mention or say? You know, um, I would, I, I would like to talk just briefly on the hemp extracts. Where do we have a minute for that? Absolutely, yeah, for sure. Tell us about, tell us all about your hemp extracts. All right. So, um, so one of one of the things that I believe is very unique to our company. Um, 
and what I've, I've spent a lot of time looking at different certificate of analysis, which essentially is just the breakdown of the cannabinoids and the terpenes um, and all of those, the plant components which are available um, from a whole plant extract. Hmm. And so one of my main focuses when I'm looking at a good quality extract is really focused in on the minor cannabinoid profile and on the terpene profile. Industry standard hemp extracts contain about one to 3% minor cannabinoids. Um, and I've divided our hemp extracts into two different classes. Um, one of them is a private reserve extract. And the second one is a top shelf extract. Our, our private reserve hemp extracts have anywhere between 12 to 14% minor cannabinoids in them uh, distribution. And it's got about a 4%, around a 4% terpene distribution. Um, our top shelf is about a seven to nine percent minor cannabinoid distribution with about a two and a half percent terpene distribution. Um, I believe that those components are really, really, really um, vitally important when we're looking at what's called the entourage effect, especially if you're taking it internally. Um, but having all of those plants component com- plant components there together, uh, the sum of those works better than any individual component. So a lot of the time in our industry, you'll see stuff that has like a 99.9% CBD isolate, which initially sounds very, very nice. You know, it's like, okay, that's the purest form. You know, this is going to be the best. However, when you're missing the terpenes and you're missing the minor cannabinoids, you're missing some of the chlorophylls, which are very alkalinizing to the body. Um, it actually, you, you do not get the effects that it is that you're looking for. And so I believe that a lot of people have ruled out CBD or certain extracts as being like, hey, you know, I tried it and it didn't work for me. Um, and normally what it is that I found under those conditions is that people didn't have an extract that contained all of the components that are needed for it to be effective. And so I've spent a long time searching for the farmers that we work with. And I'll tell you, it's like one in 200, 100, one in 250, these extracts. Um, wow. And so we're very, very excited about that because I believe that that's another way where it's like, it really distinguishes um, the Salo Organics and what it is that we stand for. Um, apart from an industry standard hemp extract. Right. And so we're not trying to go with the flow. We're actually trying to lead the industry from the front to say, this is what it is that you need if you want a good quality extract. And we've taken the guesswork out of getting it because I will not, I'm not going to purchase anything or work with any farmers that produce anything less. Right. And that, so, I mean, you, you really, sh- you know, you want the best, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And that's Absolutely. awesome. I I love that that you know so much about the inner workings of these plants and that you break it down to like a scientific level because you know exactly what needs to be done in these certain salves, tinctures, um, oils, stuff like that. And it's 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 really awesome to to see someone that's that's so invested in in helping people instead of just making a quick buck, you know. That's right. That's right. It's fun. It's fun, honestly. And we love to help people one-on-one too, you know, with consultations. If anybody on here has any questions, feel free to reach out. My name is Jason. Um, and I'd be glad to answer any questions that it is that you have. Cause we, you know, my, my main goal is again, to find the correct product, not just any product, 
um, and to answer, you know, the whys and if there's if there's any questions to be there to assist and to support with that. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, if anyone if anyone wants to check it out, Salo Organics, S E L A H Organics dot com. Um, find them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can hit their storefront up in Loveland, uh, five two six Cleveland Avenue, um, and definitely check them out. There, it's it's worth it. I can attest to it. I I use it. I actually need to get some more from you guys here soon, so I'll be ordering Absolutely. some eventually. <laughs> Absolutely. But, hey, yeah. one one other thing I wanted to I wanted to mention just do it real quick. Let's do it. Um. I wanted to throw out there, guys, that you know one one of the re- one of the ways that we stand behind our product. Um, never had anybody ever use this, but I always stand behind our our salves because I know they're a little they can be a little pricey. Um, first, they're very extremely concentrated, um, but secondly, we do have an empty tin guarantee. Um, if you use the product as directed, and for some reason, any reason, you're not happy with it. Um, feel free to return it and we'll get you all taken care of find you a product that it is that that will work better for you but again haven't had anybody utilize that um but just always want to throw that out there it's like you know what i stand behind the product that it is that i make and just want to extend that so it's pretty much a risk-free you know a risk-free opportunity yeah and that's huge too especially in this industry because there's not a lot of places that actually do that and especially an empty tin return, you know, that's that's really yep. hard to come by. So that's that's so, excellent to hear. Um, any any yep. other things you'd like to tell the listeners? You know what? Um, just that we're here for you. We're here to support you. And um, you know, again, if you have any questions, we're always here to help. So excellent. Well, yep. thank you guys again for coming on the show. Um, I'm really excited to uh, to get you guys on here finally. So. Absolutely, Josh. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. For sure. And once again, everyone, check out SailorOrganics.com, S-E-L-A-H, Organics.com. All right. Thank you, Jason and Michelle, for stopping by to tell us all about Sailor Organics. I definitely need to hit you guys up to restock on my my salve over here. Um, and make sure to visit them at sailororganics.com. That's S-E-L-A-H organics.com. Our final interview is with Mr. Mike from Be Fresh Gear. Uh, I also have Evan on this interview. I think I forgot to mention that earlier on the show. Evan's on the first interview as well. So thanks, Evan, for, for joining me with these interviews. Um, but yeah, we're, we're with Mike here uh, from Be Fresh Gear, and we talk all about what kind of gear they have to offer and also a little bit about uh, Riff Raff. That's interesting. Uh, let's check it out. Uh, thanks again for listening to the Twist My Arm podcast. Here's Mike from Be Fresh. So tell us a little bit about Be Fresh. Uh, how did you guys get started? So Be Fresh uh, Gear is a we're like we're a retro uh, clothing brand um, and design firm. Uh, we started in Denver. Uh, the The start of the uh, the company is kind of uh, it's kind of blurry. Um, our first product was actually prototyped in 2012. Okay, and that was kind of like the start. That's where like the name started. Um, and that would, the first, uh, product was the visor shades, which are the sunglasses with the attached visor to them. Mm. So that, oh, yeah, that was okay. prototyped in 2012. We didn't really start getting serious and like actually, you know, 
taking it as our job until 2017. Okay. And that's kind of like, we would say that's kind of like our corporate, like our official, like we're a business now, but be fresh was a, uh, it was a means like, uh, it was started uh, by my business partner who was in a hip hop group and it was a way to, um, merchandise for shows. Oh, okay. Okay. Which, uh, which hip hop group was he in? Uh, it was called High Five. High First five. he was solo, and then he started High Five, and then we actually met when High Five broke up, and he started a smaller hip-hop group called Ice Cream. Okay. And we, we we have been friends since high school, and he was like, I need a DJ, and I was like, I DJ. And so we kind of connected that way, reconnected that way, and then I just started working for the business and became like heavily involved in it. Uh, now I'm a part owner. Nice. And so you guys have basically, you've been in the Denver scene for a while then. Yeah. I mean, we're both born and raised. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we know the Denver area and the Denver scene pretty well. And then, yeah, like, dirt, you know, for hip hop, we were we were all up in that. And we're still doing music here and there, but uh, it's mostly for the brand. But, we'll, you know, we'll see if that takes us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so I see these uh, visor sunglasses and they are very interesting but also really intuitive where how did you guys come up with with those that particular i don't know so sunglasses? it was uh, <laughs> yeah it was um actually there was a uh, we had found a like just a big box of like old dead stock like just su- sunglasses from the 70s and 80s and there was a pair in there that was this was just kind of like like uh you know we found it on a website and we ordered it and it was just you know all these old things and found one with it, it was it was a similar product but it, like it kind of like folded up and folded down hmm. so we decided we just kind of wanted to recreate that and because we, we hadn't seen anything on the market like that you know uh sunglasses with a brim and uh you know it was kind of an, it's a novelty thing but yeah people, but it's, it's still very interesting for I, sure i love it because oh. there's all different kinds um and themes with these visor shades which are pretty cool um, yeah, you, you have a lot more real estate to, like, show your branding, you know, like, you can put designs, you can put a bunch of different things on it, whereas most sunglasses, you know, people have, they've gotten, like, more colorful, but the the, the visor just kind of lends itself to a little bit more of, you know, a, a, a message. You can you can put whatever you want. It's great for branding or, you know, corporate things. We're ma- we make these for other companies as well. Um, so... It's great for that if you want your logo splashed across something. You know, it's it's very visible. Do you have a favorite? Or is my it, fav- or is it my like fav- your kids or something where you're like, I don't really have a favorite, but you really do. <laughs> my favorite out of all of them right now is probably the SmackDowns, which are like the like the tiger stripe looking ones. Okay. And it's just it's just that's just such a fun one. And I think it's just it's it's great like overall. But yeah, I mean or the gecko greens. I like the green ones because I just, yeah, green's cool to me. But For we sure. got a bunch more styles coming out this, this year, too. So, uh, and the SmackDown, yeah. the SmackDown one was that the one where the guy got the tattoo? Yeah. So, That's yeah, someone so awesome. just, yeah, we just got someone <laughs> who got a tattoo of a beer can wearing our visor shades. And it was, it was that pair. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's kind of, what's some of the other stuff that you guys have, 
gotten into as far as with the company what other merch and uh, so style? uh so yeah like visor shades were like the first product um but you know we just started making other kind of like retro items or items that weren't really prevalent at the time and the the next transition was like we did hats but hats were kind of like it's kind of what everyone does you know um but we got into fanny packs and this was like around 2014 2015 we started making those again or no 2013 sorry and we were just like experimenting with you know new products and the fanny pack hadn't hadn't come back yet yeah so you guys kind of seems like you pioneered i was gonna say pioneered the comeback of the fanny pack yeah i mean at least in denver like there's a good chance if you live in denver and you know you have a fanny pack it's one of ours um but yeah i mean once like the big companies like adidas and Jan Sport and all those, you know, realized in like 2017, they're like, oh, this is coming back, you know, we yeah. should spend some money on it. Then the market became saturated again. But our selection, we still have a ton of different designs. And um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen your saved by the dot, dot, dot fanny pack at least yeah. on a three or four different <laughs> people. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of our more branded, like, you know, we, we use the wood label or like the leather label. Or sorry, it's not leather; it's pleather. We don't we don't hurt animals. Oh. But uh, <laughs> hey, that's that's a, that's a plus for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, the the uh, the save by the is kind of like everyone you know it's saved by the bell, but we Obviously, call it save yeah, by yeah. save by the fanny pack. Yeah, yeah. Just because it's you know they're 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 very useful. They're not just a a you know style thing. It's 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 great to have them if you you know concerts, day hiking, stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. So how did you guys like? decide that you wanted to make a career out of this you know did you realize that people were starting to buy the visor shades and you're like oh shit we should do something else or was it just was it something i totally mean it, it just yeah people really were drawn to it and people were really you know and it was it was a slow process i mean we you know it wasn't like we came out of the gate but um and yeah it's, it was just people just started reacting to it and liking it and then we we grew our business. Um, we started out doing a lot of like pop up shops and events where we would just you know put a ten by ten tent up. Mm-hmm. Um, and even before that, we were slanging outside of like Mile High with a with a. I was car just gonna ask now. if you guys did like some of the you hang outside of concerts and stuff. Yeah, yeah, under the bridge, going down to Mile High. That was like the first like spot that you know we started like doing that type of stuff and. People loved it, you know, and people still kind of do love that stuff where it's like, yeah, because if you want style or you want something new, like you don't go to Target, you don't go to a big mall, right. you like you go find it in like the least, you know, that's what, that's what makes it fun for sure. Exactly. Yeah. It makes it more. I think for me, it makes it more exclusive. It's more of a cool, like cool vibe to it, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, like there's a def- bunch of different ways that companies can do that. I mean, you know, as you grow, you can't keep that as much as you want. You know, you, you end up buying a box store, a brick and mortar, and you have a website and stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's still ways to keep things exclusive and keep things, you know, new and fresh. And and that's just kind of like what we aim to be is just kind of always evolving, but still kind of like, you know, have that retro nostalgic feel to it. For sure, and it looks like you guys have just a ton of gear on, yeah. on here. You got sunglasses, you know, the fanny packs, vests, turtlenecks, swimwear, yeah, so all sorts of things. I like yeah, we, we, we do vests, um, put, like ski puffer vests, and that was, you know, due to Colorado. Just 
we like the ski a pre type stuff, like what you wear after you hit the slopes of the yeah. parties. Um, we always kind of stayed away from t-shirts and stuff like that just because, you know, again, it's a saturated market. Everyone's kind of doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now we're kind of like the brand is growing and people have been asking for that stuff. And, you know, we're, we're, we're just trying to find something that again, sets us, you know, apart from everyone else. Like everyone else can make a t-shirt, but how do we make a t-shirt? That's, uh, that's different. And we got, we got some new stuff coming up this spring. So, Oh man, uh, that that's a slogan right yeah. there. Anyone can make a t-shirt, but how do you make a t-shirt be fresh? There you exactly. Go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there that's, that's, that's just kind of like our line with that. Like with everything we do, it's like, you know, yeah. fashion I, is fashion, but you want to, you kind of want to be one step ahead of everyone else or, I definitely yep. like the other idea that's really interesting and unique for you guys is the fanny breaker. Yeah, the yeah. fanny pack windbreaker. That yeah. thing's awesome. What? Okay, so many questions. What is a fanny pack windbreaker? So it's it's just pretty much a windbreaker that can fold into itself, and then you can wear it like a fanny pack, and it's got a <laughs> functioning pocket on the front, and. uh so yeah, you know, instead of wrapping your your windbreaker around your waist or whatever, or packing it into your backpack, you can turn it into a cool fanny pack and, and wear Isn't that it. Awesome! That's, that's crazy. So that that's cool. got to be an original idea, right? Uh, there had been people who had done it before, but it was more of like an again novelty thing. Yeah. But but yeah, we that's we incredible. Uh, yeah, it was um yeah like I said, <laughs> I don't want to take all the credit for it, but yeah, there was I forgot where we had found it, but. Um, you know, again, would that just kind of evolve but, from like, all right, we have fanny packs, we want to make windbreakers, but how can we make windbreakers different? Yeah, absolutely. And and to, you know, make them into like an actual fanny pack. That's, that's, man, my mind is blown right now. So <laughs> that's, that's yeah, really that's cool. All the engineering, it's, it's the science. Um, I'm, you know, just kind of scrolling through your website and stuff, uh, befreshgear.com and it seems I, I have a picture here of Riff Raff. You want to tell so, me a little <laughs> bit about why Riff Raff is on your website? Well, so uh, last year we did around, it was actually around this this time this month, um, we went to uh, a surf expo in Orlando, like a big trade show. Mm-hmm. And so at the, uh, at the trade show, we stumbled across one of our old childhood brands that we loved, uh, Gecko Hawaii. Oh, you remember nice. the yeah. prints yeah. that had all the geckos on it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Mike, I used to wear that stuff when I was a kid, and like they had just relaunched their company, and you know they were like a worldwide. They were in all the big stores and stuff like that. But yeah, they started the company again. We we saw them at the trade show. They liked our booth. We liked their booth. Um, we decided to collab on visor shades, right? Well. Riff Raff also grew up on Gecko, and he became their like kind of like a, a spokesperson for them just because he loved them so much. And yet, he, he, you know, he even he called them directly and was like, I want to be your spokesman, blah blah blah. Yeah, so he was already working with Gecko. We were we we did a we make visor shades with Gecko, we just use their we we take their prints, we put them on our visor shades, they love them, we love them. Um, and then after that, yeah, it was just a connection. We hit up Riff Raff through them, and you know he's a he's like a sunglass mogul, so like he's he's a walking billboard for that stuff. That's way so cool, we, man. We were like, we do we have a a pair of sunglasses that you've probably never seen before, and you know he was like, oh yeah, this this stuff's crazy, and yeah. So now we're uh we're making we're making gear with Riff Raff now too. That's awesome. Way cool. So you're working 
with Riff Raff and he's kind of working with you and it's a it's a really fun like uh double yeah. double promotion kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So um the other side of our business as I mentioned before uh, a little bit was we do custom design for other companies. Okay. So you know, companies have come to yeah. us and they say, "Hey, we love your stuff. Can you guys help us make fanny packs?" blah blah blah. So we're we're kind of acting as one of Riff's, you know, go-tos in the manufacturing just world because you know, he he loves his merch and he has a great merch game, great marketing. Um but you know, again it's like t-shirts and like he he started he wanted to make like way more I, I don't know, technical things. So we just released we released it last month but it was a a puffer vest, riffraff puffer vest. And that was like one of like the coolest things, you know, he had ever done. Is that the the pomegranate penguin one? Yeah, the pomegranate penguin. That's yeah. pretty sweet. That thing is awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like a, I think he, I think he took the uh, he wanted the penguin. I think it's an old club penguin, just like an old video game. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's way. But yeah, cool. he, uh, yeah. So we we designed that with him, and that was like our first drop. Um, we've got a drop coming with him. Another one coming with him in March, and then yeah, we also do the visors, his custom pair of visor shades as well. That's really cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. He's a, he's a he's a fun dude. We went out and met him uh, in July last year, and uh, three of us flew out to Florida and just hung out with him for the day and shot a bunch of content. You know, talked talk shop. Yeah, uh, for sure. But yeah, he's he's totally what you think. He's just like a big goofball, and yeah. uh, <laughs> that's awesome. But you know, he, he's really genuine, and I, you know, he he really lo- he he loves the stuff that we love. You know, the '90s and the neon stuff. Yeah, so it's kind of like sure. a perfect collab. Yeah, absolutely. I was just going to say he like it seems like Riff Raff was born for you guys. <laughs> you well, that I mean? that was the thing is like before like everyone would always tell us like you guys need to get Riff Raff on your stuff. You guys need to get Riff Raff on your stuff. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we were totally like, "All right, like yeah, like he's he's definitely, you know, one of those guys." And then yeah, like it just was some dumb luck that, you know, we were able to get him through gecko and get this contact and you know start working with them so yeah that's that's really cool man that's uh that's pretty special for sure to be able to yeah. work with someone like that um what's uh out of all of the the products that you make i've been asking each each individual uh business owner what what's your favorite thing that you um sell on it's probably it's probably the windbreakers the fanny pack windbreakers okay. i just I, I i put mine through the ringer I wear them all the time. Um, they're 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 not 100% waterproof, but they're like right below it. So like you can still they're still breathable. They're not muggy, but you can jog in them. Um, but that's probably my favorite, just because I, like I said, I, I wear I have one of each, and I just wear them all the time. <laughs> nice, that's way cool. Uh, yeah. What, did I hear right that you guys have? Do you have a storefront, or are you guys strictly online right now? So. Um, we, we do have, it's not a storefront. We, we have a showroom. Okay. Um, so it's shop by appointment only, but yeah, it acts as a store. You can come down and physically shop. Um, but it's all, it's all shop by appointment now due to COVID. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, like in, uh, we used to do a lot of events. That was how we got started. And we would, you know, we would do a hundred plus events a year. Mm. Um, and that, you know, we do a pop-up shop. 
so since those have been canceled, mm-hmm. you know, last year was a total change in direction for was, e-com was, and everything I was going like to ask, how did, how did COVID affect you guys? It seems like kind of a, that's kind of a, oh. a staple to, to be able to have people come down and look at your stuff. Oh yeah. Well, like, like I said, like we were so successful before is because we, you know, we didn't have a storefront, but we were at every major, like, you know, music fest in Denver and Denver's great for like artisan markets and like local business markets because we have such a great community. Yeah. So there's, there's tons of like, you know, especially during Christmas, like just holiday markets and things where people, you know, congregate and just shop local. So we did all those and uh, great American beer fest, Telluride bluegrass festival. Um, so yeah, that was all shut down Perfect. and, but we saw like a huge increase, you know, we, we just started uh, using paid advertisement online and just started honing in on the branding like that. And, you know, we, we started getting our name across the country and, uh, yeah, it's been pretty successful just e-com wise. Um, so we were able to pivot there. So hopefully when live events come back, we can kind of be strong on all different fronts, you know, definitely as a business. But the yeah the the showroom was kind of like an extension of that. People during Christmas were like, "Hey, do you have a storefront? We want to shop with you." Yeah. So we kind of took one of our office rooms in our um, our office space and we just cleaned it out, took all the desks out of there, and we just made it into a showroom. Nice. And you can come down and play N sixty four. We got an arcade game, a Street Fighter arcade. Nice. Um, but yeah, and that's gonna slowly develop into more of like a permanent store. But it's a uh, Again, right now it's just kind of shot by appointment, which we like because again, it kind of gives you that more exclusive, you know, tight feel. Right. So, any other questions, Evan? Um, yeah. As far as not just questions, but just another cool thing about what's gone on as far as when you went national and like with all the advertising and everything like that is your online presence. I love it. I love everything about it. Yeah, people <laughs> posting in like what, like them rocking the gear. This guy had like a, I don't know what kind of gun he had, but he had he was all decked out in the camo stuff. Oh, it was so oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> like, <clears throat> how's yeah, that? We de- how's we that feel uh, now that you've you see people that are just rocking, not just in the Denver area, but like nationally, like all across the states, probably worldwide, like. People are yeah, we do. Gear, dude. That's awesome. We sell some in uh, we sell them in Australia and Canada pretty heavily, uh, but you know it's it's great. Like we 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 heavily promote the UGC, the user generated content, just because you know it's kind of like the big thing these days is getting photos and videos to share. And uh, I think the one thing that we've been doing really well is just building a community for you know just people who like to be. A little bit more be fresh is all about it's kind of like standing out you know being a little bit louder because you know you walk around these days and i feel like everyone's wearing like the same dark shirt or the same solid colors and stuff like that there's not guilty you really see, yeah you know i, I mean I, I was too and I, I mean i still like i still kind of prefer some of that stuff sometimes but like at the same time i also like you know a lot of the stuff that i have that is loud because people will you know people come up and talk to me people give me compliments and we always say like our gear is great icebreakers, especially like if you're at yeah, a party or absolutely. you're somewhere because someone will compliment you and then you can spark up a conversation. So yeah, um, I'm sure. definitely one of those people. I have a lot of your gear and I love it. 
for sure. People are always like, yeah. man, where'd you get that from? And I'm like, yeah, it's from Buddy's company, and you can you just go to BeFreshGear.com, and that's how. Yeah, you, and it's it's, it's you it's know there's, easy. There's, you make the shipping easy, like everything. You just go there and click. It's one click away. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you you, you kind of have to be these days. You know, it's when you when you're battling Amazon, you're battling all these other giant corporations, like. You know, and that's a lot of my job is is uh, maintaining our website and implementing as much stuff as we can to you know to to compete because that's where we like really see the future of of our business is, is online and mm. just kind of you know being more than a, a clothing brand but kind of being a a lifestyle or an attitude you know yeah sure. for sure uh, so we know befreshgear.com but are there any other Places people can go to see your things. Like, where can people find you on Facebook and stuff? Uh, pretty much, it's uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Insta- Instagram is probably our, our biggest uh, like channel that we use, and that's just B Fresh Gear, and it's just the letter B. It's not B E. Um, so Instagram, and then Facebook.com backslash B Fresh Gear, Twitter.com backslash B Fresh Gear. Nice. Um, if you're, if you know, if you want to connect about business stuff, we're on LinkedIn as well. And that's, I think, linkedin.com backslash be fresh gear. Um, but yeah, and then we're, we're very accessible, you know, Absolutely. our customers can, can DM us directly. We have chat bots on our website that, that hit us up. So, you know, we're, we're pretty available. That's great. Heck yeah. Awesome. So definitely. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to tell our listeners, Mike? about be fresh um but yeah if, if you're in the denver area um we're off broadway and bayod so if you want to you know come down and check out some stuff in person um you can find all the information on the website our number or you can just hit us up on uh info at befreshgear.com uh and on an email and just send us an email and say hey this is when i like to come down we're usually there from 10 to 6 monday through friday um but we can do something on saturday but yeah, and then we also just do, you know, if you want to shop online and buy something and pick it up in person, you can do that as well. Um, so yeah, just check out the website and, you know, all the, get, all get fresh. <laughs> Absolutely. Evan, was there anything else that you wanted to say at all? Uh, that's, that's pretty much it for me. Perfect. All right, cool. man. Well, thanks again for coming on the show and talking about Be, be Fresh. Um, it's, dude, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna purchase something here one of these days because it's all pretty <laughs> tight, so... Tanya. Sure, thank you. Well, thanks thanks for been, having me on, guys. He's been feeling jealous because I've been rocking up here, <laughs> coming over. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. All the good stuff. We- wearable envy. Yep, yep, <laughs> for sure. Cool, man. Yeah, well, uh, thanks again, and thanks to the listeners for listening to us chat with Mike from Be Fresh Gear. Check him out at BeFreshGear.com. All right, that's all we got for this month's episode of the Twist My Arm Podcast. Make sure to visit all of our guests and help support local businesses. Flightco.beer, F-L-Y-T-E-C-O.beer, saloorganics.com, S-E-L-A-H organics.com, and befreshgear.com. That's B, the letter B, freshgear.com. Don't forget to subscribe and share the Twist My Arm podcast by visiting twistmyarmpodcast.com or searching for Twist My Arm on any of your favorite social media outlets. Just search Twist My Arm. 
Check out all the new shows on the network. Best Flicks, Basement Sessions, Marvel Cinematic Mondays, Seasons Within, Movement, and also catch the Sudden But Inevitable Rewatch podcasts where I finally watch Firefly for the first time and everyone makes fun of me. Those are live on Facebook every Friday at 10.45 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Once again, my name is Josh. Thank you for listening to the Twist Modern Podcast, and we're going to talk to you very soon.